Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. My name is Wayne Lanier. My wife Diane and I have the honor and the privilege to serve as our Orange Park uh, campus pastors at our Orange Park location. As a matter of fact, hey, Arena, would you help me welcome our Orange Park location is joining in with us tonight. OP, we love you. Thanks for being here tonight. It's gonna be a great time, man, in God's presence as we, we've gathered here tonight and we're gonna gather around the Lord's table and we're gonna share in communion tonight. It's referred to often as, as holy communion because it is very holy. It is a very sacred thing that we do. And so I'm just gonna take the next few minutes and kind of set that up and then we're gonna take communion together. You're gonna have an opportunity to come down and take communion and we wanna anoint you and pray for you as well. So this is a, a special night. We do this once a month as a family here on a Wednesday night. <clears throat> and I wanna take a couple of minutes as we kind of prepare for taking communion tonight. How many of you have been uh, engaging in the whole story reading plan, yeah? You've been engaging in that? If you haven't, I highly encourage you, get on the Celebration app, engage in that. It's huge. It's just a. It's it's so powerful. And uh, as we as we've look, been looking across these last few weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, how God the Holy Spirit is working. And this week we're talking about His work in us as believers, in us as followers of Jesus, and so how He works in our lives. And I want to start tonight. Uh, as we move into the scripture and we're gonna pray and then I wanna go into the scriptures. I've just got a bunch of scriptures I'm gonna share with you tonight. I mean, it's good to, to, to give the word place in our lives, right? And so we're gonna, we're gonna look at a lot of scriptures tonight and then we're gonna prepare our hearts and we're gonna take communion together. And I wanna share some things around these scriptures. Let's pray together. God, we love you tonight, Lord. We come to you, to your word, Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher. You're the one who brings the truth to light in our lives. And so we look to you tonight. And Lord, as we gather around your table to honor you, we thank you that you meet us here in Jesus' name. John chapter 16 we read a couple of verses, starting in verse 12. This is Jesus talking, and he says, talking to his disciples, and he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. How many of you know that was a big statement? To have Jesus say, I've got a lot more to say, but you're not able to take it on now. But when the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Jesus is speaking of the Holy Spirit. He said when he comes, he's gonna, he's gonna speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come, and he will glorify me, 
for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. For all that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit whom I'm gonna send, he's gonna come. Jesus said, listen, I've got a lot more to say. And I wanna get you equipped to be able to take it in. He told his disciples at this moment, at the moment they were standing there, he said, you're not ready, you're not able to bear it. The Holy Spirit came, he came to live inside of us, to make us new. Here's the amazing thing he does. He enables you now to be able to bear, to take, to receive what God has to say. And as a matter of fact, Jesus said, and when he comes, he's gonna start speaking of me. But it's interesting, it says, he's gonna speak what he hears. It's a very interesting phrase. A number of weeks ago in our, in our whole story reading plan, as a matter of fact, I think we, the, the video was shared on a, on a Sunday about the Shema. If you, you may recall, the Shema, that, that is a prayer that has been prayed by the Hebrew people for thousands of years. And we find it in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four and five. And they pray this daily, multiple times a day. And it, it, here's the prayer. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. I wanna stop there for a moment. He said, listen, this is important. You need to hear, you need to grasp. We're gonna talk about that. That's why it's called the Shema, that the Lord our God, the Lord is one. It's really, really important that we understand that there is not some, some hierarchical setup of God. It's not like, you know, the Father, and then you come down here a little further into the Son, and we get down here, you know, you got the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is not some third watered-down version of God. He's not the little bit of God, right? He is God, and he is the Holy Spirit. They are one. He said, it is important that you understand that the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Many of you remember, Jesus brings this out in Matthew 22. When they came to him and they said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, he quotes Deuteronomy 6, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And then he adds this. He says that a second is like it. The second one is like the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now Jesus is taking two passages. He's taken Deuteronomy 6 and Leviticus 19 and he brings them together. Leviticus 19:18 says, "You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself." And then notice the last phrase, "I am the Lord." God is saying, he said, "Look, I am the Lord. This is because I am the Lord, there is a way that you're going to walk in. And that is the way to love your neighbor as yourself. 
That is the way you're gonna walk in. Why? Because I am the Lord. See, the word, the word Shema, and we, we looked at this a few weeks ago. It's very interesting, and I think it's a powerful truth as we, as we prepare ourselves to come to the Lord's table tonight. Shema means to listen, means to hear. It means to pay attention. It means to focus on. It's also about listening, hearing, and doing. It's the... It's, it's, the, it's two sides of one coin. It's the, it's the hearing and the obeying. Shema gives the picture of one who hears and responds, takes action. It implies that we give respect to the one speaking and we obey. That's why the scripture says, it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is knowing how to apply and put into action the truth that you have received. And so God wants to give us, he wants to show us how to take his truth and put it into our lives and put it into action. We're not just, we're not just acknowledging something, we have received something, therefore we act. Why? Because he is the Lord. He is the Lord. When we gather around this table tonight, we're gathering around and we are declaring his lordship. It's his lordship. So the idea is that we're, we're gonna hear. Notice the Holy Spirit is speaking what he's hearing. He's, he's declaring everything that God has to us, bringing us into his truth. It's why many of you remember Abraham. You know, Abraham, it said of him, he was, the, he was the father of faith, right? Genesis 22, 18, listen to this. It says, speaking of Abraham, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through your offspring because you have listened to my voice, because you have shamad my voice. You have heard, responded, you have obeyed. Because you've done that, not only are you blessed, all, all, all the earth now is gonna be blessed through your offspring. Why? Because you heard and you responded. Exodus 19, God's speaking to Moses. And Moses went up to God and Yahweh called to him from the mountain saying, thus you will say to the house of Jacob and you will tell the Israelites, you yourself have seen what I did to Egypt and how I bore you on eagle's wings and I brought you to me. And now if you will carefully listen to my voice and keep my covenant, you will be a treasured possession for me out of all peoples. For all of the earth is mine, but you, you will belong to me as a kingdom of priests, as a holy nation, and he tells Moses, these are the words that you will speak to them. Notice what God says. He says, I'm reminding you of what I've done. He said, and because of what I've done now, if you will listen, if you will hear, and you will obey my command, in other words, if you will walk in my ways, 
if you will hear and respond. He said, what you're gonna realize is that you, what you're gonna come into is the reality that you are my people. You're my treasured possession. Can I say this to you? When God looks at you, he sees you as his treasured child. Listen, you're not just, you're not just some child. You're a treasured child. You're not just any person. You're his child. You're not just, you're not just whatever it is you're trying to figure out. You belong to him. You say, well, yeah, but maybe I'm not, I'm not following in his way. Maybe I'm not listening to him. Maybe I've not surrendered my life to him. Tonight, this is what the, this is what the good news of the kingdom is all about. He wants you to know that, listen, he's done it all. He's made the provision. You're his. The question only is, will you hear his voice and respond? You see, that's what we, we use the word. This is the word that we use and, and you find Jesus using in the New Testament. It's the word repent. Repentance is about hearing and responding. Repentance is about changing what you're focused on, who you're focused on. If we go back to the beginning, we go back to Genesis, right? God's design for humanity from the very beginning all the way back in the garden was that man would hear him and follow him in his way. But man chose to take it upon himself and possess it the way himself. I wanna be like God, so I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna find the way to what's right and wrong, to good and bad. Do you know often in our lives, we spend our time trying to, trying to possess things when what God wants us to do is to learn to live as new humans. That's why, you know, the, the, the New Testament calls you a new creation. You live differently than others because you are different. Why? Because you've been made new. You're, when you received Jesus, you, you became alive to God. When the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you, you now have the spirit of truth who will guide you and lead you. Our responsibility is to trust him and take action. Trust that his way leads to life. Amen, everybody? We're gonna trust that his way leads to life. Look at John 10, 27. Jesus said this, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. They listen to my voice. They respond. They have great respect for what I say and they act upon it. Why? Because they're my sheep. I know them. They follow me. Many of you may remember the story in Ezekiel where Ezekiel's standing before this valley and it's this valley of dead and dry bones. Just a bunch of dead bones piled around. No life there. And in Ezekiel 36, 4, 
Listen to what God tells Ezekiel. He says, then he says to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Where does life come? How do, we, how do we experience the life of God? When we hear him, when we shema. When we, when, we, when we listen, when we hear, when we're open and we respond. So what happened? Those bones came to life. God began to put flesh there. A miracle took place. You know, there's always a miracle that takes place when we hear him. When we hear him. John chapter 12, verse 49. For I have not, this is Jesus speaking. He said, I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me commandment. What to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father told me. You see, Jesus, Jesus, he, the reason God came in the flesh, in the person of Jesus, because he was the first one hum, human who lived as one who listened to God and who did what he said. That's why, remember when Jesus is in the wilderness, remember when he's tempted? That's why Jesus didn't go into some, you know, spiritual tantrum, you know, to get rid of the, de- you know what I'm saying? Some of y'all caught that. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, you know, Jesus didn't go over and, you know, pull three things out and, you know, go, you know, f- you know, four Hail Marys and a splash of oil. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, I- come on, y'all, I'm just being, come on, come on, y'all laugh every, come on. Mm-hmm. No offense to all you Catholics, I'm sorry. <sighs> Might be digging this hole deep, so I need to come out, right? Uh, notice what Jesus says. His only response was one thing. It is written. His only response to the lie of the enemy was what God has to say. His only response was, this is what he says. And then he ultimately says, you get behind me because it is written. It is written. That's why Jesus said, man, he said, man doesn't live by bread alone. We live by every word that proceeds from where? The mouth of God. So what happens with words that come out of a mouth? They have to be what? Heard. Unless they're heard, they have little value. Mark 4, 23, Jesus said this, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. I don't have, not gonna go into all this tonight, but if you really kind of study this through, here's where you're gonna find that when he speaks of hearing, he's speaking of the heart. He's speaking of the heart. Hebrews chapter three, verses starting in verse 14. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, today, 
if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Notice, notice this, this passage. He said, for we have become partakers of him. If we, if we hold the beginning of our confidence, in other words, if we hold this faith that we have, he said, well, how do you do this? What does that mean? He said, if you will hear his voice and don't harden your heart as they did when they rebelled. As the children of Israel, as they did in the, in the wilderness, they rebelled. You see, rebellion always has to do with the hardening of heart. It always has to do with a hard heart. Then it goes on to say, verse 18, to whom he did swear that they would not enter into his rest. So who did he say would not enter into his rest? Those who did not obey. Remember, this word obey is always tied to hearing. You don't have one without the other. It's always about listening. This place of rest is the place where we step into into not our own ability, not what we can get, not our strength, but what he has provided. It is why on the seventh day, what does it say of God on the seventh day? He rested because he had finished his work. It's why when Jesus is on the cross, he says these words, it is what? Finished. That's why Hebrews says, there remains therefore now a rest, a place where the people of God step over into and live under his provision. In other words, we live as the people we were designed to be. People who hear his voice and obey. We hear his voice and we walk in his way. The latter part of that says, so we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. It's all wrapped around faith, trust, reliance. We've given our hearts in loyalty to him. We've surrendered all that we are so that we could become all that we were designed to be. I love Ephesians chapter one and verse 20. In the Message Bible, it reads this way. It says, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. It is in him. You see, that's why repentance is so important because now we're gonna shift our focus. We're gonna turn. We're turning our hearts and we're shifting our focus away from, away from only what we can see, away from what everything else says, away from what pain and sin and chaos and destruction is screaming. Because Jesus dealt with all of that, so now we are no longer held captive to those things. We now can turn. That's why Jesus said, Repent, turn, change your focus because the kingdom of heaven is within reach. It's here. The kingdom is here. It's no longer, it's not hidden off somewhere. It's here. Everything that's in the kingdom has now been brought to us. So how do we step over into that? By having hearts 
to hear. Because the Holy Spirit now lives on the inside of us, we hear his voice. And what we do now is we trust him that his way is the way that leads to life. Amen, everybody? You see, that's what this table is all about. This table is all about a declaration, a proclamation, a demonstration, a remembrance that it was because his body was given, because his blood was shed, that we have been made new. Why do we do this? Because we hear him call. You know, tonight, there may be some of us here tonight that you've, maybe for the first time, you sense this pull. You're hearing God. He's calling your name. And he's saying, will you come to me? Will you surrender to me? I'm going to ask us, would you all stand for just a moment? Orange Park, just stay with us for just a moment. Because we're going to do this together. There's just a couple of things that we want to we want to settle here tonight before we come to his table. There's some heart issues that we need to deal with. And what's amazing is they're really easy to deal with. Because all we have to do is hear him and respond. It is an act of faith. There's, there's some of you that are here tonight Maybe you're there at Orange Park tonight. And you know you've never surrendered your life. You've never given your heart. You've never given yourself over to his lordship. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. I'm not talking about that you've, you assent to the fact that you believe that there's God. That's not the issue. The issue is not do you acknowledge whether or not God exists. The issue is whether or not you will yield and give over your heart and your life to his lordship so that you can be made new. He wants to make you new. He wants to make you new. There's also some of us here tonight that when I was just talking tonight, you, you know, you recognize there's some areas of your life where your heart's just become hard. Maybe your heart's gotten hard toward your spouse. Maybe your heart's gotten hard toward other people. Maybe your heart's even gotten hard toward yourself might be some people here tonight that maybe just because of circumstances and situations, maybe because of whatever, maybe your heart's just gotten a little hard where God is concerned. 
See, before we come to this table, there is a place of repentance, which just simply means we're going to turn and we're going to present to him. We're going to say, Lord, here's the stuff I've been holding against them. God, here's the area that's gotten hard. For some of you, it's Jesus. I don't even know what all this means, but if you love me as much as they, they make like that you do, here I am. Would you come into my life? I call on you for your forgiveness. So here's what we're going to do. If any of those things apply to you, I think it's really, really important that you take a step of faith and come and come and connect with him. Maybe you just need to bow your knee before him. I don't know what those things apply to you, but I, I, I'm not gonna draw this out. I'm just saying the altar's open. Orange Park, the altar's open. If you need to deal with some hard issue tonight, you've gotten hard toward your whatever, toward God, toward your spouse, toward life, towards you need to make Jesus Lord of your life. I just want you to know right now while we're in God's presence, this front is open. As a matter of fact, some of our prayer leaders are gonna be here and they're gonna come and pray with you. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. Amen. The front is open. It takes an act of faith to say, God, I trust you enough to respond. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to respond. Can I tell you, it is a sacred thing when people respond to God and bring their hearts to Him. It's interesting that all night we've been talking about the Spirit's work, exchanging, and the greatest exchange. He said it this way. He said, I will take your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. And then he says, I'll begin to write my word on the fleshly tablets of your heart. You know, whatever those areas are, he wants to begin to write what he has to say on those areas of your heart. Come on, church. Could we all pray together? Because we're going to pray with all these. There's some that are still coming. Those of you that are down front, just right where you are, you can just, we're going to pray together. Lord Jesus, I surrender it all to you. I surrender the places of my heart. God, I repent from the hardness of my heart and I turn to you. God, I've let some hardness towards some people rule my emotions. God, I've, I've blamed you for some things that don't belong to you. God, 
receive your forgiveness. I turn to you. Lord, I take these places of my heart and I yield them to you. So church, would you stretch your hands toward these right now? Jesus, you are their healer. You said you've come to heal the brokenhearted, to bind up their wounds, to set at liberty them that are bruised, Lord. God, whatever they need tonight, I thank you that you are speaking to them. In a few moments, when we, when we come to the Lord's table, when we take this communion, I want you to know that this communion speaks something. It speaks something. So Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we receive from you right now. We receive from you right now. Now, all those of you that are down the altar, I want you to stand up. Now, I want you to stand up because there is a moment to bow, then there's a moment to stand. There's a moment to stand. Now, when you... When you bowed, you put that stuff down at his feet. You, you put the, listen, and we're leaving it down there. We're not picking it back up. It's down. It's at the altar. It is your sacrifice of praise to him. You gave it to him as a sacrifice of praise to say, God, this belongs to you. Because of what you've done, I receive what you only you can do. Man, if you just made Jesus Lord of your life for the first time, like, 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 listen, some of this may not make sense to your head, but it makes a whole lot of sense to your heart. I didn't know a whole lot the night I, I gave my life to Jesus, but one thing I did know, I had encountered God. And that's all that matters. So come on now, we're just gonna, we're gonna thank him right now. As a matter of fact, just before we take communion, Orange Park, you can get ready. I'm gonna turn it to you in just a moment. Let me read these scriptures. It says that Jesus, is, he's with his disciples and says, as they were eating, he took the bread and after blessing it, he broke it and he gave it to them and he said, take, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and he said, and they all drank. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. <clears throat> Isaiah 53 says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that has brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep, we went astray. Listen, listen to this verse. And all we like sheep, we went astray. Tonight, when you came, you acknowledged that there's been some times we've gone astray. Listen, listen to the rest of this verse. We have turned everyone to his own way. 
and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Iniquity speaks of man taking ownership and doing it man's way. Iniquity is about man's way. And I want you to look at this. We've turned everyone. We've, we turned to our own way. We, we were doing it our own way. But yet the Lord, he laid on him our iniquity. So that we don't have to live in our own way. But we now have the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And we can now walk in his way. So tonight when we come to this table, what we are declaring is that your body was broken. Your blood was shed. Now I am new and I can hear your voice and I can walk in your way. And you're declaring, I do hear your voice. I do walk in your way. So Father, in the name of Jesus, as a matter of fact, I want you to just say this with me. God, I do hear your voice. I do walk in your way. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.